0: Well, hello, and welcome to episode 67 of Motherhood in Hollywood. My guest today is Farnes Esnacheri charmatz She is the executive producer and showrunner of the Nick Jr. show, Shimmer and Shine. And we have a great interview with her coming up in just a minute. But before we get into our interview, I want to tell you about Up4 Probiotics. That is one of the sponsors of Motherhood in Hollywood. And I'm so excited because since we started taking Up4 Probiotics, it's really made Made a huge difference in our gut health, in our energy levels. If that's something that you're concerned with, or you've always been curious about what probiotics do, well, I'll tell you they're healthy probiotics for your gut. It's healthy bacteria inside your gut. And that's what probiotics do. They help reinforce those healthy bacteria. And up four is great because they have over 40 years of clinical research behind them. In fact, they've even trademarked their super strain lactobacillus. Acidophilus What D D S one That's it. Say that five times. Lactobacillus acidophilus DDS1. That is the trademark super strain you'll find in every package of Up 4 Probiotics. When next time you're in your local Target store, go to the vitamin and supplement section, check out Up 4 Probiotics, or you can go to motherhoodinhollywood.com and click on the Up For Probiotics image. That will take you right to their website where you can find out all about their various formulations and how they can help you create a healthier inside. Motherhood in Hollywood is also sponsored by Lancino. Lancino has a new Bluetooth smart pump. Now you want to talk about the wave of the future here for moms who are tech savvy and are looking for a way to make their breastfeeding life easier. Lancino has the product for you. The Bluetooth smart pump pairs with the Lancino baby app to help you keep track of all of your pumping sessions, record the date and time of each session and also the amount you're pumping. It also has a closed system. So that means it's Very hygienic and clean, and that's something that's very important when you're talking about breastfeeding and you're getting that breast milk for your baby. Go to motherhoodinhollywood.com, click on the Lancino image, and you can find out more about the brand new Bluetooth smart pump from Lancino. Finally, mamas, there's a smarter way to pump. Hello, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hello, it's Heather. (laughs) Literally almost was about to be like, and how are you today? Um... (laughs) Sorry, drunk, not drunk. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker and I'm really glad you guys are joining me today because my guest is Farnaz Esnashari Charmatz. She is the executive producer and creator of one of Channing's favorite shows in the world. It's called Shimmer and Shine and it's on Nick Jr. If you haven't seen this show, if you're a parent of of a little girl between the ages of I would say probably two and like six or seven You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, This show is so colorful. It's so fun. The music is really catchy. And um, how this all came about is I recently got invited to an event at Nickelodeon. And they were featuring a lot of the toys that are coming out for the holidays. And a lot of the toys were Shimmer and Shine. And I had Channing with me. And she went bananas. Just loving all all the Shimmer stuff, all the Shine stuff. It's funny because throughout the day she'll go okay, I'm shimmer and you're shine. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she'll go, no, 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 no. I'm shine. You're shimmer. And I'm like, okay. She loves assigning us roles. And I'm also a little nervous because she's talking about now, like maybe going as shimmer and shine for Halloween. And I don't know that I want to wear a genie outfit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not one of those body confident moms that's like, yeah, I look amazing. Um, so I'm a little, I'm kind of hoping that maybe I can just get away with letting her be shimmer or shine. Um, but if you uh, be on the lookout, I may, I may not uh, get out of it. And you guys might see some Instagram pictures of me and a genie outfit. You're welcome. Uh, so that's what's happening right now. Are you guys keeping track of all the politics that are happening? I don't like I don't post a lot about political stuff, uh, especially on the MIH pays because I feel like, oh my gosh, there's uh, people are inundated constantly with everything that's happening politically. but I am watching this election very closely that's coming up and I'm curious to know if you guys are talking to your kids. About the election, what kinds of things you're saying, and what age you think is appropriate. Because, you know, Channing's only about three and a half. And I don't really feel like I can sit down and be like, here's how the electoral system works. And here's why we don't want this guy to win. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that uh, she would fully understand it. But I'm curious to know if you guys are. Watching the election, of course, I'm sure a lot of you are watching the election fairly closely. And if you're talking about about your uh, to your kids about it to your kids, if you are, feel free to post on my Motherhood in Hollywood page, Facebook page, or tweet at me at M I H Podcast. A lot of fun things happening over on Instagram. I'm really getting into the Instagram stories and posting all of the mundane things that I do in my life. I look at some of my friends and I'm like, wow my friends really have exciting lives and i post about salads and lettuce um and like the ice cream that I'm eating. So anyway, but it's fun. I'm having a good time. I'm keeping it real, real. Uh, and speaking of all of the social media outlets really quickly, I want to say welcome to some new followers. This is the mom mentioned part of the podcast. Hello to Elliot Richards, to mule ties, to nerd on nerd podcast. Gotta give some love to my fellow podcasters. Last Friday was uh, international podcast day. So if you are a fan of podcasts, Thank you for listening. If you've got a favorite podcast you want to check out, um, do that. Maybe even share mine with a friend or two. Uh, Hello to Heather O'Scanlon. Thank you. And Presto Pod. That sounds like a cool – oh, it's like a a podcast publishing – um, well, you just got a free ad, Presso Pod. You're welcome. Uh, um, so also take a minute to find me over on Instagram and Facebook at Motherhood in Hollywood. I have some great guests coming up on the next few episodes, you guys. So please take a minute. If you have not yet subscribed to Motherhood in Hollywood on iTunes, or if you're listening on Stitcher, do that. Um, and leave me a review, please. Even if you want to say, cool, awesome, good stuff. I love it. You know, I'm, I listen while I'm in the shower, whatever, no judgment. Just make sure you take a second and leave motherhood in Hollywood a review. Appreciate you. love you. Good things will come your way if you do. All right. So that's it for me. Um, Oh, and coming up, oh, I do want to say really quick coming up on the show, we've got, um, I interviewed Blair Briard, who is part of the production team uh, at Pig Newton, which is Louis C.K. and Blair's production company. So that is a great interview that's coming up in a few weeks. Also I interviewed Stephanie Fair from Bravo's There Goes the Motherhood. She's amazing. You guys are going to love that interview with her as well. So be on the lookout for that. Now, I want to get right to my interview. And I say right to my interview after I've talked for six minutes. <laughs> Oh, I'm such a dork. All right, you guys. Here's my interview with Farnaz Esnaashari Charmatz.
1: What else is she into? She's into the show. Actually, she's got everything. Oh. Um, she was watching. You know what? She was watching last night, which was the first time I've seen her watch that live action doll brats show oh have you ever seen that no i don't know what it was called it was interesting i I know the
0: brats but i didn't know there was a live action version well it's
1: not live i mean it's it's like stop motion so it's like the dolls Posed out and animated. That's weird. But then they have, like, separate pieces for the lips and stuff. Oh. Yeah. That's trippy. That's cool. That's trippy. It's different. (laughs) Uh, But you say she's totally into the show, She loves the show. Oh, I love that. She's got everything. Every time I get a box of stuff... It's like, okay, pull out all the stuff that's her size, pull out all the stuff that she's going to want, and then every day I come home, she's like, Mom, did you bring me presents? I'm like, you know, what other little girl gets presents every day? (laughs) I just went to work today. I have nothing. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, she's a huge fan. In fact, in season two, uh, Princess Samira is named after her, so she's super stoked on that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what an honor that is. That's so cool. Yeah, and I brought home the costumes for her the other day she put on the Leah costume and was like can I go outside and play now so she did the full like I'm playing outside with all the neighborhood kids in a Leah costume (laughs) oh my god I love that yeah so
0: does she uh well first of all let's talk about the the inspiration of the show was Mm -hmm. it your childhood or was it your own kids like where did it come from for the show
1: well it's kind of it's a very very long process um for me you know I've always known that I've been creative my whole life, and it was just always a matter of like, what are you going to do with that? And I went to college for animation, and when I started at Nickelodeon, I started as an intern, and I remember when I came in going, gosh... There's so many, like, specified jobs. It's so different than what I thought it was. Yeah, it's not like you could just do animation. Yeah, you have to it's do so specific. divided up. Like, one guy draws all the props. One person just draws all the characters. One person comes oh. in and just cleans it up, and one person colors it so oh, it's all I had no idea it was like that specific yeah neither did I until I started as an intern which is why internships are so great Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh once I came in and the more I took like my courses in college the more I realized that um I know myself and I am very alpha and I really needed to kind of be making decisions but in like a creative way Uh, Space, So I had come up with like three different plans in my head how I would one day get there and I just kept trying and pitching until something kind of hit and you know at the time they were looking for kind of a more girl centric property. And they asked me if I was interested in pitching. They is in uh, the Nickelodeon execs. And I said, are you kidding me? Look on my desk. And I sent them a picture. My desk was covered in glitter and my little ponies. And I'm like, this is on my desk right now. (laughs) And um, so for me, it was the perfect fit doing a property like this. And just naturally, as you start working on something you know, it's it's creativity, it's art, and art is always a form of self-expression, no matter what. So, things that you like, things that you're inspired by, things from your childhood—they all find a way to kind of come out of you and into the show. So, there's no real avoiding it. It's, it's yes, yeah, it gonna like it was
0: destined to be for you on the show.
1: Um, I couldn't ask for anything other than this. This is like the best fit for me in terms of like a a show to, to be on. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was pitching, they asked me, I was like, are you kidding? I would die to work on something just to even work on it. Not even for it to be mine. <laughs> That's awesome. How does yeah. the
0: pitching process work for animated shows? Cause I know how they're, I'm familiar with how they are for, um, uh, almost said scripted shows, but obviously your shows are scripted for um, uh, live action shows. Yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with that process, but is it a little different? Do you have to bring in like very specific drawings? It's
1: very different, not only from like the preschool side to the, to the, you know, shorts to the big Nick side versus studio to studio. It's just – it's all yeah, – Because Nickelodeon has a lot of different branches. Yeah. So it's yeah. all it's all different from itself. So the only way that I can really explain it to you is the process that I went through. Okay. And I don't even know that the process is that anymore even within uh, the Nick Jr. side. But at the time when I was pitching, they had something called – well, uh, I was on maternity leave with my first – and um, a long time ago, uh, I had wanted to kind of move myself more into um, developing my own show. Like in 2006, basically, I had mm-hmm. wanted to come up with a show. And in 2008, I was on maternity leave or no, 2009, I was on maternity leave and um, I saw a flyer go out. And it said, come pitch us your ideas. Nick Jr.'s here from New York, and come pitch us your ideas. So my husband was at work. He was working at Nick, too. And I called him. I'm like, we have to go. We have to go pitch something. He's like, we don't have anything. I'm like, just, we'll think of something. (laughs) We have to go. (laughs) (laughs) And so we went in, and there were over 500 people who had come to pitch, both from the New York side, the L.A. side, everywhere. Mm. And from the 500, it got narrowed down to five five essentially like contestants. I I always call this like the American idols of pitching, right? Oh, sure. So (laughs) um, we got narrowed down to five. Uh, We got selected and we had pitched an idea about a little girl named – before we even had my daughter, we both knew we liked the name Sam for a girl. So we had decided that it would be called Detective Sam and it was a little girl who was a detective. And we pitched this idea uh, to Nick Jr., And they got back to us and said, listen, we we don't really want your idea, but we like elements of it and we'd love to have you um, do the creative assignment. We're like, okay, what's that? So the creative assignment, the way that it works is they have kind of a general target. So let's say it's like we want to show about vehicles, right? And go ahead and go back and brainstorm and give us three to five ideas about vehicles. So you go back and you come up with like a couple sentences on each idea here's here's some ideas on vehicles and then if they like some they'll be like okay go back and flesh out ideas two and five right so you go back you flesh out ideas two and five and they go okay um then they take those to like the team and then if you make it past that round they'll say okay we really like idea let's say five now we want you to um we're gonna move you through to the next to the next rung the next tier of this and from there it becomes something called paper development and you do paper development for a mini bible so depending on what your strength is and what you feel like you need to help you make this happen. So if you're a writer, then they'll pair you with an artist. If you're an artist and you need a writer, they'll help pair you with a writer. And they'll give you a small budget so that you can hire people from there. And you put together a mini Bible, which will consist of who your characters are, some character designs, the descriptions, um, kind of a little bit of a description of the show and the world. And then about five, um, maybe three to four sentence show ideas so that they could see you know does it have legs how can we you know can we tell more than one can we tell more than one season's worth or whatever Mm -hmm. it is right and so from there it kind of the group gets narrowed down even more um and if you make it past that point um There was two ways. Oh, There's a few different ways it could go depending on kind of the budgets at the time. It's like some people would then make it to like a colored animatic. Some people would get, okay, we're going to animate about three minutes worth. We're going to do a little animation test so we can see what it'll look like. And then some people will get money from there to do like a full pilot, however long that Mm -hmm. may be, if it's 10 minutes or whatever it is that they have allotted for it. And then once you have that from there, you know, Someone gets selected for series. So that was kind of our process. That's crazy it was That's years a very, worth of work yeah, I say, how <laughs> yeah. long did this
0: process take like years um
1: well we started I mean at the time it was my husband and I after a certain point he kind of came off and then it was just me but is he also a producer there is that what he, he works with? at Nickelodeon at the time he was on Spongebob oh, so nice. he was on Spongebob Squarepants the
0: animated side yes to a point
1: yeah yeah we met in college in animation yeah, <laughs> in animation class so um so he he was on Spongebob at the time and I was on um, Dora, the Explorer, and Nihau Kailan. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we were both familiar with kind of Nickelodeon and, and production and all of that. Um, but the pitching process, I would say, started in 2009, and 2013 was when Shimmer and Shine got picked up. Wow. And
0: then yeah. it was another, what, two years before it actually oh. made the air? Or another well, year? Well, to
1: make the air was last year I believe was was when we went on air yeah but I mean we were running from the second we got picked up we were running (laughs) there was no you know Because about
0: how far in advance do you have to create do the episodes get created like you're on season
1: two right now right I am on well I am delivering season two right now for air okay and I am on in production in season three Okay. Yeah. So it can take up to a year It's definitely per It takes nine months per 11 minutes. What? And each episode is two 11-minute carts. So they're all kind of staggered throughout the year. And yeah. so right now, for example, is kind of our busy time because seasons two and three are now overlapping. So you're you're finishing off posting season two and in full production, full swing of season three. And it's, it's kind of crazy because it's like on... The production side on the design side and the storyboarding side we're only maybe like five six episodes in wow but then on the writing the side writing we've side. we've plotted out the rest of the season so you know and we're we're more than 50 percent of the way through writing so it's like but then on the post side we're still getting shows back from overseas for season two so it's all staggered all the way through
0: and you're in charge of overseeing all of that yeah are you tired?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, oh my God. There are days that, that um you see how refreshed I look right you now? You look amazing. I don't look that's like that I'm by like, the end of the day. I literally so, have a podcast and
0: I'm wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants and you run a TV show and you look very, you
1: look very glamorous. By so the, the time like, I get home, I won't look like this. I'm I guarantee so it. Impressed. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, that no, by the that. time I get home, I don't look like this, but. <laughs> I um I'm also somebody who always has to keep busy. Mm. So you know if I'm not busy, I start to get sad. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> honestly, me too. Like that's why I started this podcast is because when I had my daughter, <clears throat> I'm also an actress. So there's a lot of lulls Mm -hmm. if you're an actress and that's all you do there's a lot of downtime between auditions between you know getting work so I was like I have to do something and find something creative to do in the downtime while I'm waiting between auditions and tv shows otherwise I cannot sit here and just wipe diaper wipe butts yeah all day I know that sounds terrible but I was like I need something else to do no I get it I
1: mean for a while there I, when I had when we had our first, you know, I was really contemplating like not coming back to work oh, and really? staying home yeah. because it's expensive. It's, it's very. Expensive. It's not you yeah. know. And I told my husband, I was like, okay, if I do this, um I'm gonna join the PTA. I'm <laughs> going to we're going to jamboree, so you're gonna need to make enough money for Jimboree and for all my supplies because I'm gonna start building stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> a lot of And I'm gonna volunteer. And they, <laughs> yeah, they get
0: real
1: crafty. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna start volunteering. I don't know if they have a theater department. Apartment, but I'll build their sets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, really? Like, it's like, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I
0: hope you guys are enjoying my interview with Farnes. She has so much more to say specifically about the cultural aspect of shimmer and shine, which I think you guys will really appreciate and find interesting. So stick around for that. So for now, I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit more about up 4 probiotics up 4 has been making probiotics and only probiotics since 1979. Now, what is a probiotic? It is good gut bacteria. At like its core, my that's my non-scientific definition, but it is good gut bacteria. And we all need something that reinforces that good, healthy gut because Lord knows we all put a bunch of just junk in our system every day. So Up4 comes in with their good bacteria, the trademarked super strain that they have. Uh, it's in all of their formulations to help increase your gut health. And that can help improve your respiratory system, your immune system. And your overall well being. Go right now to motherhoodinhollywood.com, click on the up for image, and that will take you right to up four so you can find out which formula will work for you and your family. They have everything from children's formulas all the way up to senior citizens. Also, I want to tell you guys about the brand new Lancino oh Smart Pump. If you're a pumping mom, if you are about to give birth and you're curious about the best ways to keep track of your breast pumping sessions, Lancino oh has the answer for you. Go to motherhoodinhollywood.com, click on the Lancino oh image. That will take you to up four where you can learn more about how the Lancino bluetooth smart pump pairs with the lancino baby app to help you keep track of each pumping session it is such a helpful tool for moms who are stressed out and tired with their newborn go right now to motherhood click on the lancino image so you can find out more about a smarter way to pump You, I mean some people are some moms I think are just built that way they want to be creating and yeah. moving and stuff like that and some moms I think also just enjoy the you know staying at home just being with the kids and yeah you know, just kind of having stuff. fun
1: with the kids is right, fun too I right. mean it's all you know it, there's different things to enjoy out of each element of it but yeah. like if you go look at my garage right now, I mean, when I say I like to keep busy, it's like my garage right now is saws and drills and nails and wood because I'm also, yours. yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> building a bunch of, stuff. well, no, those are mine. That's I asked for them. Awesome. I'm like, I want a drill and I want this set of drill bits. Can I get a table saw? My husband's like, no, where are we going to put a table saw? I'm uh-huh. like, I just want to saw things. <laughs> <laughs> just make it happen. I want to yeah. do this.
0: And, well,
1: Christmas is coming. Well, so I'm building for Halloween. So we're oh, doing a do you guys do it at- Big
0: for Halloween, like it's a big set. This and, year, and New
1: York. I am pairing up with one of my friends out there, and we're doing a big, a big, a big Halloween party. party. Are you gonna yeah. do like a haunted house? We're doing Nightmare Before Christmas. Day. Oh wow, that's awesome! And so I've got about a six-foot Oogie Boogie I'm building right now, wow. and I'm building like his whole like house. So. That was really fun. I had one of my other mom friends come. I'm like, this is a two-person job. I can't saw and nail all of this in one. Right, right. Wow, I'm so
0: impressed. We literally carved pumpkins (laughs) and we put them on the front porch and we're like, look at
1: us. We're so festive. Our
0: neighbors across the street though for Christmas, they go all out and last year we started feeling like slackers. So my husband was like, I'm gonna go get a blow-up Santa and put it in the yard.
1: I mean, I love doing it, but I'm just so busy that I can't do
0: it yeah as much as well I want. yeah i mean you're running a tv show and that's amazing i here's what we love we love the show and channing loves the show too so much um i think that she loves the music in it yeah she loves to sing the songs and the music element to it has has a very poppy feel yes. was that something intentional yes. you wanted to do
1: yeah so for me i mean when i first started and i had something very specific in mind and i was like everybody t- like well, not everybody. Some people told me it couldn't be done. <laughs> and I was like, I want MIA preschool edition. Yes. And they were like, what? what? <laughs> and I'm like, what I mean by that is, you know, you hear touches of like Middle Eastern instrumentation, mm-hmm. but it's still pop and it's dance music and it's fun and it's not talking down to kids. It's right. still cool, like something they would hear on the radio but for them, without it getting kind of saccharine, yeah. still feeling like current and fun. Do you think that's a trend that's happening in animation or even like for
0: kids' shows? My friend, um, I asked that because my friend Tara Perry was on the Fresh Meat Band. Mm-hmm. She played Marina on the Fresh Meat Band. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the music on that show was also more like something you'd hear on the radio or more like poppy, fun music.
1: Yeah, Fresh Beat Band was amazing with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah,
0: really good. And yeah. so um, I'm hoping, or I'm kind of curious too, to see if that's going to be a trend rather than like Yo Gabba Gabba songs to me and like cheesy, you know, there's some songs that are a little more cheesy and, and stuff.
1: I think that there's a Not to throw Yo Gabba Gabba under
0: the bus. Yeah. Nobody
1: yeah. can tweet at me. Yo, you no, know, Yo Gabba Gabba had its own like strengths. I mean, you know, I I feel like there was some really cool stuff in there for Mm -hmm. the parents too, but it was like knowing who the artists were, knowing who, you know, that was all kind of the undertones in there for Mm -hmm. for parents. Um, My kids loved it. They were watching it all the time. Um, But there's different age groups, right? So I feel like the trend that I've been seeing is that uh, what we are is preschool plus. So um, where some of the other stuff before us was more like the traditional preschool, that is geared towards a younger audience so so obviously what you do is is different because all of that gets tested to see what works best with that age group Mm -hmm. where we have a little bit more room to kind of do stuff like the music that we're doing because we're we're technically preschool plus so we cater both to the preschool side and slightly older so as as old as like seven should still be able to watch the show and be entertained by it and mm-hmm. be able to follow it without it feeling too young for them mm-hmm. you know obviously we don't we don't want to lose the the young young audience but we also want to keep the older audience engaged yeah. so it's like finding that sweet spot that balance between that would be all hard it. to do because as you're writing it's
0: probably like you have to kind of guess what you know a
1: three-year-old and an eight-year-old you know at the same time would find appealing right yeah i mean for for me it's like i've spent my whole career at nickelodeon in nick jr and on some of the biggest shows yeah door the explorers yeah so you know i remember we do a lot of research testing on the preschool side to Mm -hmm. make sure that the content uh, there's comprehension for for the age group that we're going for and you know, we did testing. We had testing, I want to say, like three times within the process on every single Dora episode. And I was part of the post side, so I got to see it all done That's and final yeah. and the testing there. So I was just soaking up as much as I could. Yeah. And the same thing on Nihal Kailan. We were doing testing, you know, different stages and soaking it up at the end there. And then on top of that, I've got I've got a 5-year-old and a 7-year-old. So, it's not too foreign to me. Right. And we also have our own research consultant who reads all of our scripts to just let us know, you know, does this feel like something that's too old? Will kids understand it? If they don't, then we make we make tweaks and in terms of just things that they would like. You know, actually yesterday it was funny. Because my daughter will pitch me show ideas and my oh, son so will pitch cute. me show ideas, I love that. and it's I always feel good when she pitches me stuff that we're already writing. I'm like, oh, oh thank goodness. Okay, yeah. oh, that's okay. So, awesome. so we're in the right You're zone. are on the right track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's got to be such a good feeling. Too. Yeah, and it's like, okay, great. We're we're doing things that she my five year old is pitching me. Right, we've already got it going. I'm like, yes, sweetie, that's a great idea. We're what? gonna do that. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, hmm. my son's like, I guess you can take my ideas because I'm your son. I was Aww. like, well, okay, like, I'm going to anyway.
0: Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah>. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I love that. Well, it's also cool. Shimmer and Shine is also cool because there's really not anything else like it in terms of kid shows culturally. Mm-hmm. Um. I like how it is. It has like a Middle Eastern, Indian sort of vibe, but it's mm-hmm. not specific to those cultures. Yeah, if that makes any sense, it's it totally very, does. <laughs> <I> think, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure to you, you're like, no, I know exactly no. what you're talking. About. <laughs> but it's not. It feels like it's very all inclusive. Yeah. Um. What was the thought process behind that?
1: Well, the thing for me was because sometimes people will assume that it's all you know just based off my own heritage, and it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're Iranian-American, right? Yeah, and and for me, you know, the world is full of so many different beautiful things and there's so much to learn from every culture and there's so much beauty in all of their designs. So I just take from whatever inspires me Mm -hmm. and whatever feels like it fits in this world. So you'll see all kinds of stuff from Indian to Moroccan, Arabic, Egyptian, Iranian. I mean, you'll see all kinds of different things but in our twist and in our world because it's just about a beautiful magical world Mm -hmm. and not necessarily any specific place and um you know it it, it's just about making a fun place that kids are going to want to be in.
0: And I think that that definitely comes across. At least that's what we pick up on here. And, mm-hmm. and um, I, I mentioned to you earlier that Channing will go around and say, booms are yeah. made. Um, and I was looking that up online because I was like, oh, I wonder what that means. And you were like, I just made it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, I had originally. Because I couldn't find anything. Was yeah. about.
0: There was lo- there's lots of theories. I'm sure you've seen online. There's lots ah. of people who have theories who <laughs> yeah. think it means this word and this word together and whatnot yeah so.
1: it was actually so I wanted to find something fun for them to say when they grant their wishes mm-hmm. and it was to me it felt like a really big like moment so I wanted originally I had pitched boom Shalazam," but I think there was something else that was similar to it so I was like okay I still want boom in the front because boom feels powerful so and fun. fun and you can just do it with a clap and that's fun and it's silly I, I work out early in the mornings and when I start creatively thinking like that the gym has like all these mirrors everywhere and I look like the lunatic who starts doing weird dance moves and stuff <laughs> in the mirror and talking out loud I'm like they could do this and then they could do this and they could see this <laughs> and everyone's hilarious. looking at me so like what's she doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> one time I think I even picked up a weight like a, one of those barbells uh-huh. and was pretending it was like princess samira's want like uh-huh. her scepter so that i could figure out the movements that she does yeah. um, while she grants her wishes and I'm because like, all of that is so important
0: it's so specific it's part the of it movements and everything that they yeah. make and
1: you don't i don't think people when they're watching would even
0: think about some of no. like that. no
1: and so what ended up happening with with booms rma was um i was looking up words so i believe zahar zahara well, first I like Zara, but I was like, no, that's a store, so I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was looking up things, words, and names, and I believe Zahar has a meaning. So then I took it, and I tweaked it, and I added May to it, and I was like, what about Boom Zara May? And everybody was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah, and then from there, the word Zara May Falls came because of the rainbow waterfalls and mm-hmm. tied it all kind of back together, so... Yeah um yeah it was just it's also just a really (laughs) it's
0: it's such a fun thing as you saw my daughter it's a very empowering thing for little girls like it's two girls helping another little girl yeah they're not relying on any of the guys in their world there is a little boy there in the world but they're they're not relying on no they're all just friends they're all just friends and they're all helping each other was that um when you're making a show for nick Mm -hmm. jr when you're making this show did you have to think about the educational aspects of this and the cultural aspects of the show, like, okay, we're going to empower young girls and we have to make a show that teaches problem solving, you know, and those
1: sorts of things. Um, there are certain elements that you do have to think about and you do, you know, kind of have to have like a plan towards. So, you know, like the, the, in season one, the mistakes curriculum was very much so an obvious curriculum that we were kind of thinking through and making sure that there were mistakes, but that they work through it to, together and fix it and that a wish never just fixed the mistake. They had to think through it and solve the problem mm-hmm. on their own. Um, in terms of like the girl empowerment, I mean, I think that that just happens naturally with me as the creator. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> just, because, you know, I, I want... That's how I raise my daughter to be too. So that's just, you know, I want her to be strong and I teach her things to be strong and, you know, to work nicely with other people and to be a certain way with other people. So I think that just comes naturally. It didn't need to be a curriculum. I wouldn't want to show the girls in any other light other than that. Yeah, I wouldn't want them to ever look foolish. I wouldn't want them to ever look catty Uh, Those are not qualities that I admire Mm -hmm. in in like other things that I've seen. You know, in fact, I was watching something recently that I will not call out by name, but (laughs) (laughs) it was clearly just they make the girls a lot of times in these these girl shows. Very catty. Yeah. And it's really nasty. It's easy, I think, to do that when
0: you're writing for women because it's usually, I'm going to paint a a broad stroke here, it's usually men who are writing (laughs) for women. And it's a pretty um, easy assumption to make that women are catty with each other because probably from their perspective, we are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know? I'm like, no, we're just being friends.
0: We're just being (laughs) friends. That's what we do. Um, But that's why I think it's so important that women are running shows and like even all the way down to like, you know, preschool shows and kids shows because it isn't always like that. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, I mean,
1: the thing is that, you know, on our, on, on shimmer and shine, actually we have more male writers than female writers, but you have a strong female, female voice yeah. and you also, we also have someone else on the team too. Um, well, actually they're, The men bring a different perspective to it, Mm -hmm. but if it ever feels like it doesn't feel right, it's feeling too, like, cliche girl stuff, then I'll come in and say no, you know? And then we'll course correct and we'll adjust and we'll get it feeling... Do they
0: have kids? Do a lot of the writers have kids? Um,
1: I think it's, like, half. Half do, half don't. That's so interesting because I wonder
0: if like the guy writers who are on the show were like, I don't know what to write about little
1: girls. (laughs) (laughs) They get stumped every now and then. Like what a little girl's like. (laughs) I mean, you know, the good thing that we did kind of as we were going through season three is kind of plotted out. Okay, these are the things that I want to explore. These are the new genies that I want to meet. These are the new places that I want to go. So it helps give the team kind of some... A target. Yeah. Right? And then what we do, actually, the way that we do our writing room is really, it's really cool because we'll all sit together like, okay, these, let's say we've got some new genie. I can't give anything away, but we got genie A. We'll call call this genie. Genie (laughs) A. Genie A. Everyone be on the lookout for genie A. Yeah. And um, we, I, you know, let's say I really want to see an episode with genie A. And so we'll all sit together and it's our writing room meetings. We do it twice a week. And we'll try to break an idea um, with Genie A and we'll all do it together so if it feels like it's veering too far one way of like, not so much like that. How about something more like this? And then they'll take that and they'll do their thing with it because they're writers. You know, mm. I'm not a writer. That's what they're there for. So I'm there to provide ideas and yeah. and um, and kind of just vision of what I want to see and then they take it and they kind of do their thing with it and then we'll kind of write it all out on a board and break it break all of the beats of kind of what mm-hmm. we want to see visually and where we want it to go and then they'll take it and they'll write it and then we'll just note it from there if anything feels like it's straight we'll just put notes yeah. on it and get it closer but once we break it down together it's really pretty much like Yes. Yeah. Looks good. Good. It's a very very talented team. So that's awesome. Yeah. And
0: you guys, um, are your show also, it has since it's a girl heavy show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pink and there's mm-hmm. a lot of glitter mm-hmm. and a lot of sparkle. I things. love glitter. <laughs> Did you see my shoes? I do too. Yes, they're fabulous. <laughs> yeah, they are fabulous. Um, <laughs> do you think? Like I've noticed lately, there's this weird. I don't. There's a weird trend for people who are having kids who are like, I don't want any pink. Yeah. I don't want any glitter for my little girl. And I'm like, I, I, I have to, honestly, I was a little bit like that too when I was pregnant. I was like, yeah. No, 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 we're gonna expose her to all colors. Yeah. But she, they loves seek it out pink. themselves. She does. Yeah. They seek it she out. She loves themselves. glitter. She loves all kinds of shiny things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's interesting um, when people say they're not gonna use any pink for their girls.
1: Yeah. No, I've heard that too. And 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 I think kids just they kind of make their own choices on sure. what they want. Whatever you end up thinking the choice is going to be, they will show you what their choice right. is. Right, and, and they grow in and out of things, you know. For like a period when my daughter was three... We wore princess dresses to school every day. Oh, my God. Every We're day. She loves yeah.
0: it. I have to beg her. Like, let's not wear the pink fluffy dress today. It's dirty. It's let's dirty. wash it. Let's wash it. <laughs> yeah. one time, I, she it had been like two weeks. I was like, I'm still washing it. I'm still washing it. Yeah. Like, but she wants to wear them all the yeah. time. Yeah. And,
1: you know, I remember I would let her. If she wanted to wear it, I would let yeah. her. And I remember mom saying to me, like, oh, that's that's really nice of you that you let her wear that. And I was like, Why? This yeah. is what she wants. She's her own person. Yeah. She can wear whatever she wants, you know? I <laughs> because
0: there's such a big, like, uh, movement to be anti pink, anti glitter. Yeah. And I'm not sure where and that
1: comes here's from. Here's the thing like, I go boxing, I mm-hmm. go mountain climbing, I, think you I can go. can do both. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yes. So. You know, everybody always asks me, are you shimmer or are you shine? I go, I dress like a shimmer but act like a shine, uh-huh. right? Like, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. And I think we we all are. It's just whether or not you embrace it. And for me, I remember when I was little, my favorite color was pink. And then one day, I remember this, I think I was four. I didn't have a brother yet, so I must have been under five. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I decided, wait, why do I have to like pink? Because I'm a girl? I'm going to like blue because that's what the boys like. So I'm going to like blue. So all of a sudden, my favorite color became blue. Mm -hmm. And all of my stuff had to get changed out to blue because I was told – not I was told my mother never told me that but that mm. was the feeling that I got was that girls are supposed to like pink, pink yeah. and boys like blue so I was like I'm going to like blue that's my favorite color mm-hmm. and my daughter flip-flops her favorite color she has no like any right. sort of concern about any of it today it's blue tomorrow it's purple yeah purple is I'm a big like, one here great, lately whatever you want <laughs> yeah i know i
0: think that's i think that's a really great philosophy to have too is sort of let let them lead in their own opinions mm-hmm. on things. Cause when I let her decide like what she likes, I'm really big on letting her decide, like, do you want this one or this one? I don't like go pick it, you know, no, if we're at the source, something like pick anything you want. Like I try to limit it a yeah, little bit. Go, so you get to
1: pick one thing. So right. If you're going to pick that, you can't have that. Whichever one you right. like. <laughs> she almost always
0: gravitate. It's also interesting. Her choices, but she almost always gravitates towards something that's a little more girly. Mm-hmm. And, um, But I'd leave the choice up to her. Yeah.
1: And it changes, you know, mm-hmm. it keeps changing. So it's like, some days she wears my son's shirts because mm-hmm. it's her brother's and it's cool to wear your brother's yeah, stuff. Totally, and he wears my old t-shirts. So I'm yeah. like, here's my old Urban Outfitters shirt. Fits you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, in our house, it's just kind of whatever makes you happy. You yeah, know? if you want to, you want to wear that, wear it. So. Uh, yeah. I think
0: that's awesome. I, yeah. think I love that. Again, it goes back to sort of empowering your kids, not just the girls too, but your kids to to make choices and be their own person. Yeah. Where do you see the future of the show going? And, and even beyond Shimmer and Shine, are there, do you have other ideas? I'm sure you do. That are like germinating <laughs> in your mind for where you would like to go in the future?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Shimmer and Shine has been an amazing experience and I have learned so much from so many different... You know, as you can obviously see out on shelves and in stores, mm-hmm. there's a lot that's going on with Shimmer and Shine. And yeah. I've gotten to be a part of a lot of that. And so it's exposed me to all kinds of things that I would have never gotten to learn. With like the it, marketing side of it. The and marketing side, products the products, and, mm-hmm. you know, the books, everything. And... Um, I would really love to do another property down the line after this where I can still be a part of all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's ideally what I would like to do. Do you ever want to do live action or do you want to stay in animation, do you think? Um, I'm open to live action, too. I mean, I, I like as an adult even before I had kids I was still watching all the like Nickelodeon and Disney live action yeah, shows like yeah. I loved it I watched all of them my husband would come home I'm like are you serious are you watching this I'm like yeah it's really good <laughs> it's, really, it's good. really good it's like candy it's like stay by the Bell all the time all the time. Oh, I love Saved <laughs> so, by the Bell." so no I'm open uh, you know as long as you're creating and you're having fun I'm open to any of it I mean the thing with the animation is you know working on like the consumer product stuff is a little bit different than on live action like live action I think it's kind of like they photograph the kids and it is kind of what it is you get to be involved in it creatively in a different way which would be a cool experience too I haven't experienced that so Mm -hmm. I just want to continue to learn and grow whatever I do and heck, maybe I'll go into the fashion industry after this. Yeah, maybe <laughs> and I'll start over as you an totally intern.
0: Could. Every time I see you, you are dressed amazing. And Thank I'm like, you. I should really, I need to step up my mom game.
1: Step it up. <laughs> no, no, listen, when you see me with my kids, I don't look <laughs> like this. I'm like, you're going to ruin my clothes. <laughs> um, well, I
0: love that you are like taking the animation world and like making it your own. I'm going to make another broad statement here. I think it's fantastic that you, as a mom of two, Ha- are a showrunner of a really popular show Thank and you. you're influencing the world as a mom um I think that's really special and I'm beyond impressed with you which is why I like totally crazy stalked you <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I freaked you out. I was like, no, you must come on my show. No, you are, you, you are my show, like motherhood in Hollywood. So this is totally. What oh, it's I all thought about. I
1: thought you were gonna be afraid of me stalking you. I was like no. retweeting all your photos. I'm like, no, Ooh. I need
0: that. We need that. The world needs more <laughs>
1: retweeting.
0: Um, so thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to be I'm on my honored
1: show. to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is awesome. This is my first podcast. Yay! Yeah. Well, you nailed it. Oh, good.
0: Thank nailed you. <laughs> all right, you guys. So I'm gonna put information about Farnaz up on motherhood. In Hollywood.com and while you're there don't forget to find me on all the social media channels at mih podcast on twitter and of course motherhood in hollywood on instagram and facebook i hope you guys have a wonderful week and remember i'm not a perfect mom but i can play one on tv bye mama funny balls